Hello, and welcome back to Positively Reviewed, episode seven. We're here. Uh, we have a guest, but we don't care about him right now because I got a question to Nessa first. Uh, Nessa, uh-huh. uh, here's, here's, uh, what are you looking forward to the most for this next year of gaming? I know the answer, but the, the people I, don't. Yeah. They're asking. I mean, the, the, the people don't, the people might people maybe i don't i don't remember if i've nerded out about this previously but the greatest game of all time my favorite that which has shaped me since i was a wee child of 10 years old the minimum age required by my mother in order to play this game <laughs> diablo 2 i am so excited for diablo 2 resurrected not because i care about new graphics not because i care about any of that because when I built my new PC and I went to install Diablo 2 again on it, worked terribly in Windows 8, you had to have extra software, but in Windows 10, it started working again. The Blizzard downloader for the Lord of Destruction expansion would not download and install my game. So I haven't been able to play Diablo for quite some time. So I'm most excited to literally just have it built for updated Windows machines so that I can download it and it takes less than four days because the Wiz Blizzard downloader for Diablo 2 still functioned at like 20 kilobits per oh. second and you just have to download <laughs> yeah. days. Old school dial-up internet is what you were running pretty much. It would take forever. Yeah, if you had, if you had to download anything on dial-up yeah. internet now, mm -hmm. pretty much. Even like months. Even like the first pass of broadband. I remember like I remember being a child and doing illegal things and downloading illegal things. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say it out front. And like, if I wanted to download a movie, that was an all night affair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. again, you were getting like 40 kilobits a minute. Even like something. when they bumped up to megabytes. Of <laughs> oh, yeah. It was yeah. crazy. Well, that was, that was smooth so sailing. You've heard a beautiful, very sexy voice uh, <laughs> along with us. Uh, oh, and the question now goes to him. Uh, we have a guest. We're doing switching it up. We've got a few changes for this episode, but we have a good friend of mine. Uh, and Ness is meeting him for the first time. So he, he, he's my friend, not hers. Uh, <laughs> is um, so update. Uh, sorry. Bad news. Joker. Oh, no. Day and I had a little conversation. Yeah, dude, you left us alone and, for like five minutes. Uh, he's, my, he's mine now. <laughs> so we're friends now. <laughs> That's not fair. I've known him longer. <laughs> I was his friend first. Yeah, but I have I have chicken no, wings. You don't always. Uh... So you and your chicken wings and that aren't my chicken wings, and they upset me. So, but anyways, we have Day here. Uh, he's a good good friend of mine. I, I've known for a very long time. Uh, tell us about yourself. All right, well, a little bit. Uh, yeah, my name's Dea, like Joker stated. Uh, All right, that's good to know. So, no, okay, okay go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, my day job, is, or my day job was working in the game industry. I want to continue doing that day job if I can. <laughs> uh, but mostly I'm fun employed right now. And uh, I run another, I also run a podcast called Ramblations. Uh, we're a little bit, of, we're on a little bit of a hiatus right now just due to you know life shifts and stuff like that but hopefully we'll start that up soon enough but yeah if you guys do check that out there's an episode with joker where we talk a lot about twitch and stuff like that so yeah i was on their podcast and now he's on our podcast and yeah he had he does that with his his buddy emilio and they are fantastic it's really really fun and just they talk about they're, they're both in the game industry uh where is emilio emilio so, just stopped working at playstation but he was a producer gotcha. he, he was at the studio that's uh <laughs> 
uh, yeah. they worked on Returnal cinematics and they've done a lot of other stuff. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, I know that was a very, very, very gorgeous game. But yeah, and he's then, in between jobs right now. Yeah, and then Dea, he just uh, he just left uh, Amazon. Oh. So he was working as a game programmer over at Amazon. So anyways, uh, we didn't a- you didn't answer the question of what are you looking forward to the most this year? <laughs> coming out of kind of coming out of well, it actually doesn't have to come out of Xbox, I guess. Uh, out of the showcase, because we will be talking yeah. about it, right? right. Uh, the way they wrapped it up with Redfall, which I guess is a little Dude, spoiler. Redfall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Woo. Arcane. Arcane's been pumping out great games for years now. Uh Huge fan of Dishonored series. Uh, mm-hmm. Really liked Prey. So I'm, I'm really excited to do, see what they do with this game. It, you know, I'm still a little iffy about it overall, but I, it looks like an interesting yeah. concept. So, And we'll, we'll definitely get into that uh, a little bit later. So, And uh, I guess I should answer the question. Uh, party Animals. Yeah, I <laughs> I saw that game and I knew uh, oh, it's my kind of game. No, I mean, mine is Halo Infinite, obviously, but that's, sure. that's the obvious one. So yeah, to go with the, this backup is definitely party animals which is a just ridiculous physics beat up your friends kind of game and it i just love those kind of games they're just fun they're just fun party games so uh we'll definitely oh when we when that comes out we'll get nessa and we'll have day on and we'll do a play of that so and we can do that with a lot of these but uh anyways though so you know uh that's we got nessa here we got joker john slash me and then we have Dea, so that's the three. And today, we're going to be talking about the E3. So as I said, we're changing it up. Talking about E3, specifically the Xbox Plus Bethesda Showcase, mainly because it's there's a lot. There's a lot of content to come out of E3. There's a lot of shows, mm-hmm. and it's way too much to watch. And some of the some of the showcases really weren't that good. And also, some of it we just don't care about. So that is why we are focusing mm-hmm. on the Xbox showcase, because there is plenty in it to talk about. So, but what do we do on this podcast? Most of it was good. Yeah, so if you're tuning in again, this is your reminder. If you're brand new to the podcast, this is a positively reviewed podcast in which it is all positives. The wonderful things we talk about, the greatest Thing to hit the entertainment space every single week. It is the greatest thing ever, of course, until the next week. So this week, E3's <laughs> Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase, the most amazing thing in the world. Um, you may have guessed that maybe this isn't the most fair and balanced review, just in case you were uh, wondering. So, you know, there's probably some spoilers, but it was a game showcase, so I'm, I'm hoping that we don't really have to worry about that one this time. And uh, we talk about we talk about gaming, we talk about movies and TV shows, and uh, we might do an episode on music. Yes, coming up. Yeah, Maybe. that is. Oh, we should we should talked about that before to see if we were going to do. We didn't we didn't figure out what we're doing next week. That's ah, fine. You know what? I mean, that's okay. you don't know that. Stand to the end where we tell you about what we're going to do next week is what I meant to say. Excellent. Um, well done, yeah. Joker. Uh, so if you if you want to actually hear about our plans and, and follow along with the episode on social media, you can also do that. Pause Reviewed Pod, P-O-S Reviewed P-O-D. Instagram, Twitter, Positively Reviewed Podcast on YouTube. And then, of course, you're going to find the podcast wherever you're listening right now. But you can also find it YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Podbean, all those wonderful places. Yeah, you know... I realized, I didn't actually realize when I was doing it, but I've now since recently realized uh-huh. POS can stand for something else. And I, I honestly <laughs> did not realize yes. when I did it. And I feel it should have been an obvious yep. thing. But you know what? 
I actually kind of like that it's that. I think it's funnier. Maybe, so, maybe you guys going to do a, <laughs> you guys going to do like a flip episode, like Halloween or something, where you are the POS podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Uh, April Fool, the big April Fool's episode too. Flip things around. It's kind of like my uh, my profile picture that I use everywhere is me holding a microphone at an event, but it really looks like I'm flipping someone off. <laughs> yeah, at times. It looks like it. That's a really gorgeous photo of you, by the way. Like you, it honestly, it's it doesn't look like you, and that's not a bad thing. <laughs> like I don't know. It's supposed to be a compliment. The point is, is it. <gasps> Whatever you had with that photo and how it was taken, it, it's just, it's a good photo of, of you that honestly doesn't look how you normally do, but it, you know what? I'm just going to stop talking. I'm just not going to go down that hole. <laughs> I, I, I can see this going south. Here's a save. The, the I, middle I, finger I, is a strong thank energy. Thank you. I accept yeah, the middle finger is a strong energy. energy. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm trying to go with yeah. here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're doing E3. <sighs> we are going back to gaming we have been doing movies and, and tv shows a little bit don't worry we got more more of that along the way but this is pretty relevant in the gaming world it just happened last week and so we want to talk about it if you don't know what e3 is we'll get into it much later but to give you a small rundown it is a convention it's a gaming uh expo it's just a collection it's pretty much a giant news uh happening in the gaming world it's by the electronic entertainment expo see there's three e's in it. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. so yeah. Uh, wow. but yeah it's, it's a giant kind of gaming and news press event where they release all of the where a lot of companies release what they're working on and they announce new games they show new trailers gameplay and where you can just kind of watch and experience what's coming out in the coming years. So that's what it is. But uh, I don't know. Do you have you been to an E3, Nessa? Have you have you ever actually gone to one? So for the longest time, I have not. They weren't even consumer no, open yes. yeah. until recently, right? Uh, I think right? 2018, 2017, they opened it up to the public. But yeah, it used to be press only. So you had to have some kind of connection to the gaming industry in order to get in. Um, but I feel I feel you since you work with DreamHack and stuff, I think you totally could have could have gone in even even for press. Um, Maybe at some point. Yeah, but uh, it was pretty exclusively Dota world only until maybe the past year or so is when I stopped being Dota only. Uh, so I I'm, 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 I'm missed out on previous E3s. Yeah. Have you been? I don't think... I haven't been to E3 ever, no. Uh, I think the closest thing is just our... our we, Me and you have always done PAX for the longest of time. Yeah, was so. it, PAX was it. And then you, you have been to GDCs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but well. that was, I think those function differently. Very differently, yeah. Well, you still get to... You still get your hands on some stuff that might not be out for a while, but it's like... It's like, like I did a lot of VR stuff at GDC for a while. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then there's some other weird stuff you'll never see at like PAX or at E3. Like no one cares about how the PlayStation compiles code, and so <laughs> they're not going to show that off at like a yeah. like a PAX or whatever. But it was it, like, yeah, I, conventions have their own feel and stuff, and I do miss them. Fair enough. Oh, and just to let you know, if you don't hear me directly say Daya's name, uh, it's because he's actually sitting right next to me. Don't worry, we're vaccinated and everything, so we're we're clear on that front. Mm -hmm. Um, but. <laughs> 
yeah, I just, I realized I just looked over to you. I was like, have you been there? <laughs> Good sir. <laughs> so, yeah, we're doing that. Uh, we're going to try again. We we don't really care, but I was talking about how mm-hmm. we wanted to try and breeze through the, new, the facts section and stuff because I feel there's a lot to talk about. We have over 30 games to at least mention. Yep. So, but at the same time, mm-hmm. eh, who really cares? We'll just kind of talk about whatever we want and then maybe we'll get to the games at some point. We'll see. So. But it's uh let's yeah let's well, uh right, I well. mean do you have any do you have any small news you know what this is all news so we don't even need news for thought yeah this, this is, is all news. news this is our news uh, yeah, if you want news. to to go into your favorite the fact section the 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 quick basic fact that's about money and always about money um, mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh, no good ideas on how much money it takes to run all of E three. So we, we don't we don't know what that is, but a booth space there costs thirty thousand. The booth itself costs eighty to two hundred fifty thousand, and then there's an additional fifteen to twenty three thousand in fees. I'm sensing some convenience here, uh, so that comes out to two hundred fourteen thousand, which is the cost to raise a child. Where? Anywhere that's the John, average cost. Where <laughs> that's why it just happened. To, I mean, the average cost was what like two hundred and thirty thousand, so it's a little more. But depends, as I said, I took the the mean of all of that. So depending on how much you spend uh-huh. on your booth and how much you have to pay in fees. It could, it. it could easily, you would easily reach the cost to, to raise a child in the U.S. That's the average cost. I hate this. <laughs> oh, in the U.S., not the it world. It makes me so, this is supposed to make me feel good. <laughs> I, I, I think this is what I, I think it's one of the reasons we love these facts so much, um, is, uh, is, yeah, you realize how much money is spent <laughs> that could be used on bringing a life into this world. Nah, dog, you gotta get those tweets. You gotta get those tweets rolling, bro. Right. You gotta make sure everyone's talking about your video game for next year. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, rapid fire section. We got a bunch. Dea, you want to go through some of these since he he has access to it. If you wanna you wanna read some of these facts mm-hmm. for us, uh, sure. I'll start from the top. Uh, Pat Farrell is often considered the father of E3. He's the guy who kind of conceptualized it. Um, he was the one who who pretty much came up with the idea. Hey, maybe we should just have our own convention because maybe very soon in the next two minutes, you'll hear why they had to have their own gaming convention. (laughs) Who knows? Oh, that's uh, a teaser for two minutes from now. (laughs) Let's go through more facts. Viewers are now stuck watching again or listening again. Uh Let's see. The next fact here is the very first C3 was May 11th, 1995. I was only like... I was like four months old. I was not born yet. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was a little baby. I was, I was born a month later. So I was old. Clearly, that was. I was uh, two and a half. Oh. Yeah, she's old. So hey, that's not nice. Yeah, ancient. <laughs> ancient. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. You're right. I apologize, Nessa. That was mean. <laughs> Fact number three: uh, E3 Japan was a thing in 1996. Sega and Sony pulled out last minute, and the show busted. They planned on doing it Singapore and Canada one if it was successful. Yeah, so they they planned in '96. They they had an E3 in Japan. The only major company that was there was Nintendo. That was it. Oof. So yeah, as I said, Sega and Sony basically pulled out. Mm-hmm. I think the week leading up to the event. And uh, the show just crashed after that. I so. mean, when you got like, I guess back then the big four, because Microsoft didn't exist, right? So that was basically the big three, right? No, Microsoft's still around. 
but they weren't like in no, the gaming they weren't, space. They weren't as big in the gaming space. Yeah. So no, I, yeah. they because they the earlier E3s was more than a little bit than gaming. They had Microsoft stuff there, but yeah, it was very much not. Dude, the Nintendo Microsoft. show. Just it's the Nintendo party. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So but it'd be cool. I mean, again, my my family, uh my mom's side of the family is in Singapore. That's where oh, my okay. mom grew up and stuff like that. So Interesting. I don't know why they chose Singapore for where they were planning on doing another E3. That was an interesting. I didn't think it was that big in the gaming world. I could see why they would uh, they would choose to not do another Japan show. Like because Japan has like Tokyo Game Show (laughs) and a bunch of other stuff. Right. So I I could see why Singapore and Canada might be good choices. Canada has uh, if you go to the East Coast, you got Montreal and Quebec and they have a lot of studios and Ubisoft and stuff is down there, for example. On in Vancouver, there's a few studios, so I can see why Canada, Singapore. I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be the closest gaming hub for things like Korea and stuff like that. Maybe. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. that's that's pretty. Yeah, it's a good good little center location. It's I love Singapore. Singapore is amazing. It's yeah, a it's place, a beautiful so. beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, next fact, Daya. Supposedly, the 1997 conference had the most exhibitors with over 500. That sounds small. And well, and that's that's just the exhibitors, right? So it's for not sure. the actual. But I can't believe that was that long ago. I mean, there's way more game companies now than there mm-hmm. was uh, back then, right? I mean, it's so many more indie companies, yeah. right? Yeah, but indie companies aren't going to pay for the space, right? Like, yeah, oh, that's exactly. Fair. So like <laughs> 500 back then is a lot. And then now I think the big companies are, I don't know, so big or whatever that E3 is going to look at indies and be like, hmm, we don't have space for you. Yeah, that's right? fair enough. Because they have a limited amount of broadcast time and, and resources. And spending $300,000 on a booth doesn't help either. So. I mean, I think when I think of the indies that do make it into the E3 press conference, whether it's like through it's always on the backs of somebody else right it's Tiny sony or, something like that. or not even like sony no, does no. their indie thing uh oh, Nintendo, right. indies nintendo's indies yeah. right uh and then i think we even saw a few indie games with the showcase we're gonna be talking about today so yes yeah, yeah there's there's definitely i mean uh we'll get into it but this latest e3 was all digital i think they had a very small amount of press mm-hmm. that was actually allowed to be there because of all the quarantine stuff still going on so it was it was a digital show so I think that allowed them to have a lot more people actually show stuff because it's all videos pretty much. So <laughs> here's the here's the fun one for you. <laughs> Fact number I was five. Say, you have a whole bunch yeah. of fun ones now. <laughs> In the same year, 1997, pandemic sent around models and nurse outfits who gave out party invites and free condoms. This was a common thing. Booth babes and models and stuff oh. and gaming. It's still... <laughs> Man, you know, I actually thought they got rid of it in the last few years, but uh, the last TwitchCon had a had, had a booth. They got away with it because it was a uh, bang the energy drink. It, it was definitely mm-hmm. now again they got away with it because they had booth babes and booth guys. Okay, but they were all dancing, mm-hmm. so they were dancers. So they actually were like choreographed dancing at times okay. as they would go onto a stage and actually do a dance or something that's like that. So cool. that was how they got our. I think that's, that's how they cool. got around it. Uh, this is a mean, show element to it. Yeah, 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 they made it into a show, and I think that's how they got around it because they do. They have started to ban those kind of things and. Again, we'll we'll talk about it, but hey, I'll be honest. Have you? Would you ever use a free condom that's just given to you at a gaming convention? 
That I sounds, don't think that sounds a little <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not using some random condom just handed out to me. Hey, come to this party. Here's a condom. <laughs> I, it's just there's too many factors for something to go wrong on top of everything else. But that's just a type of situation. So it's just like nah, maybe not. And you see that video. I think one of my one of my favorite videos is the was it Jeff Keeley? Was it old old Jeff Keeley of? It, no, I don't think it was Jeff Keeley. But someone was was talking to a guy who's at a midnight release for Halo or something, uh-huh. and it was a dude. Mm-hmm. And then they the the it was someone doing a news newscast, and they're like, "Would you rather have sex or play this video game?" And then the guy's like, "Look at me. Do you think I'm having sex?" <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you never know. You yeah. never know. You never know who's out there getting some and who's out there not getting any. But uh, <laughs> as as the stereotype says, we're all gamers, so I can't believe they think that those condoms were going to get used at a hey, E three conference. <laughs> so, uh, uh, fact number six: the first two E threes at a had a space for porn presenters. They all left by ninety seven, but there's still one VR company there that. That yep. is there. There was a porn VR company. I, I, so I think in ninety seven. No, so the VR company wasn't there in ninety seven. There's a, a porn company Got still it. around that <laughs> is the only porn company there. And I think the last one, I, what I was looking at, it was a uh, twenty sixteen was the last event that they attended. Um, or as as far as that's written, because I think these facts were written uh, like a few years ago. Okay. Uh. Well, we'll keep rolling here then. Uh, number seven, the highest attended E3 was 2007 with 70,000 people. That's mostly just press and stuff. Yeah, wow. That's all press. Uh, they have limited it now. I think that's why that was the most is around that time is when they decide that they needed to start limiting. So I think they only allow 50,000 people in. For sure. So. For sure. Uh, fact number eight, booth so babes were gone in 2006. They were outlawed from E3. No more booth babes in 2006. Damn. <laughs> or maybe good. And it was, <laughs> again, it wasn't specifically no booth babes wasn't the line, right? They had some things that was like, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to have any scandalous or sexual content as part of your presentation or something like They made some crazy, you know, legal stuff in their, their contracts with the, the booths to prevent it. Uh, fact number nine, the ESA tried to get an E3 radio station in 2013. The name E3 radio is owned by an LG- LGBTQIA plus group. Yeah, that's right. So in 2013, they tried to get it off the ground. I think they just decided they didn't want to go uh, go ahead with it. I don't know. Maybe it was too expensive or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they tried to get E3 radio, but it's. If I a, if I radio. owned the title E3 Radio and the company like ESA was like we would like to buy this for our conference, I would jack up the price tag as oh, high yeah. as I can yeah. go. So. Uh, that's what I'm wondering. If that's why they bought it. It's just like, hey, maybe E3 will want it at some point. <laughs> website you were all squatting is still a thing to oh, this very day. Very much. Oh yeah. Copyright uh, squatting. I mean, patent squatting. All that. It's very common. So number ten is Nintendo left E3 in 2013, and that's, that's when they switched to their directs. Nintendo direct. I didn't realize it was all the way back in 2013. Yeah, Wii U era. Yeah, that does seem further. I, I thought it was. I more think people just that. didn't. No offense, Nintendo. People just didn't care because it was the <laughs> Wii U. You know, what I <laughs> that's mean? fair enough. <laughs> Uh, and then to round off our fast, rapid fire, not so rapid fire facts <laughs> is number 11. It is estimated that about five miles of duct tape is used for E3, which I believe. Totally. Yeah. If you've ever been to a convention setting it up, They're lots of everywhere. Duct tape. Lots of duct it's tape. everywhere. <laughs> so much. Well, gaff tape. Yeah, really. Gaff I mean, tape. I don't yep. know how much I use duct tape, but I use ga- a lot yeah. of gaff tape. That's very true. All right. Well, what's your favorite fact, Nessa? Which one did you, you like ready? the most? 
Which one did I like the most? I don't know. I think the part where I thought there was a VR company in 1997, <laughs> and now I'm sad that there wasn't. That would have been impressive. I mean, I does, know. The, does the Virtual Boy count? Nintendo's first <laughs> the, the, VR like, solution, <laughs> yeah, with the goggles. I guess. I mean, they always had those kind of things. They always had like PlayStation had that camera, the the, the PlayStation Eye. Yeah, they had the it. swap people. In, I had the. I had one of those. You, we played like a rhythm game for it. Oh, they were they weren't actually that bad either. Dude, you they catch me, okay. you catch me at the Target display case playing <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, that's our fact section. Now you know the things <laughs> that was that was. Uh, we were thinking about even skipping a fact section this whole time. But, I think you know. I learned a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. Yeah, Do you I like remember the fact any section. of the facts that we talked about? Uh, you can try quizzing me if you want to, <laughs> but I think we should move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we got another log spiel. Let's we're getting into the meaty meat. I don't yep. think we have any. Uh, what? How are we looking on time? Oh, yeah. Actually, we're looking really good on time. Yeah, we're fine. So, you know, do you have anything you want to fill me up with? That's an interesting yeah, right? That's what it says there. Look, the, the section is literally called Fill Me Up, baby. I mean, I want to talk about the video games. All right, well, then we'll just get into so, the... Like, we'll, if I'm we'll going to do anything, I'm just going to like, rant about, about one video game. Yeah, right? <laughs> I want to talk about that video game. <laughs> there's a couple other ones that were yeah. that were cool looking, too. Right. Okay, there's a snowboarding oh, one. Shredders? Okay. Oh, Shredders? Oh, yeah. That's, I'm actually really I excited. Want it to we'll, be, yeah. I want it to be good so we'll bad. Get, we'll get into that. So... <laughs> But yeah, all right, get into the meaty meat. We got another okay. log spiel. Prepare to fall asleep again. Here we go. Uh, well, rude, rude. My voice is energizing. And if anything, I don't think it has enough, anything to do with your voice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so E3, short for the Electronic Entertainment Expo, is a trade event for the video game industry. The Entertainment Software Association organizes and presents E3, which many gaming developers, publishers, hardware, and accessory manufacturers use to introduce and advertise upcoming games and game-related merchandise to retailers and to members of the press. Over time, E3 has been considered the largest gaming expo of the year by importance and impact. Before 2017, E3 was an industry-only event. The ESA required individuals wishing to attend to verify a professional connection to the video game industry. With the rise of streaming media, several of the press conferences were broadcast to the public to increase their visibility. E3 2017 became open to the public for the first time with 15,000 general admittance passes for those who wanted to attend. E3 takes place annually in June at its location, the Los Angeles Convention Center in the United States. And as of 2020, it has only missed one year with E3 2020 being fully canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. E3 2021 was held as a virtual online only event. And now you know what E3 is. So that was that was more the the deeper it dives. So if you didn't know what E three is, that's what it is. <laughs> Happens every year. It's in June. Uh, they they kind of moved it. I think the like we said, the first one was in May. They had some in July, but a lot of people complained that it was too late. So they moved it over to June. I feel like June feels perfect. Oh yeah, it's a good time for it. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You got six months. I guess if you're aiming for fall holiday releases, that's a good time to have something ready to show to yeah. people, but you still need more time to polish it. I think it's like, like having it, it night, uh, right in the middle of the year makes it so like it, you have time before to prep and time after to react and maybe prep for the next one if you're doing something, blah, 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 right? Like, right. All right. Well, let's talk about, uh, so 
as I said, we for this one, we are specifically talking about the Xbox and Bethesda game showcase, which happened uh, mm-hmm. on Sunday of last week uh, from when we're recording this. And then they also had an extended showcase that happened a few days later with a bunch of companies showing off a few extra things on the side. Uh, I don't think we watched all of it, but we watched some of those things. So, But to talk about Xbox, Xbox has been buying up a lot of studios. So if you don't know, Mm -hmm. Xbox has now got this Game Pass system, which is a subscription service where it has like over 300 400 games on it from all these different studios that you pay ten dollars a month or whatever and you get access to all of them uh to download so but currently xbox has 15 game studios that are considered first party for them and they're working they have another like is i think it's like 27 total that also makes exclusive games for xbox something along those lines but those those are a lot of third party ones so uh, but they've got three for three industries. They got World's Edge, Coalition, Compulsion, Double Fine, Xbox Publishing, <laughs> <laughs> Initiative, in Excel, uh, in Mojang, Exile, in, in Exile. Exile. Yep, there you go. In Excel, uh, Mojang, Ninja Theory, Obsidian Playground, Rare, Turn Ten, and Undead Labs. So, and then for this event, they specifically showed off thirty games. 27 of them are coming to Game Pass. And technically, it's a bit more, but we'll get into it. That was the extended showcase. They showed some extra games that weren't at the initial. Definitely, initial definitely thing, so. made sure to watch that before this, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about playing it. So, uh, one of the, do you know the meme where it's like, it's little drawn characters and one of them's pushing a heart out and the other one's like ninja slicing yes. the heart? Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it. So uh, that's how I feel was like all of E3 was summed up was like the heart being pushed out. Look, there's all these games at E3 and then Game Pass just being like, you don't have to buy any, like none for you, right? And just being like this. And I I felt like Xbox Game Pass just kind of won E3 in general because every single showcase thing ended with like play it day one. Xbox games. Yeah, well, I guess that's that's that a was, good and, thing. Is and a lot of the games, like a lot of people yeah. do try to rate what was who won E3, right? You know, it's a lot of times it's between Sony mm-hmm. or Nintendo and stuff like that. And I heard the Nintendo showcase, their Nintendo Direct, right? Because they weren't directly at E3, yep. was a little lackluster. They had some good show. They had like Breath of the Wild 2 they showed off and stuff like that. Sony had their own showcase as well. I don't even know what they showed there. I don't think I saw it at all. So the I don't state know. of play. I don't yeah. know if the state of play even has happened for this month yet. Oh, has it not? Oh, okay. Maybe I think it they might be. Yet. They either might have done it earlier. <laughs> That's why we don't know. Yeah. Hmm. So, but then they had a lot of other things like Gearbox has theirs. You really? know, a lot of studios. Gearbox had a showcase. I heard it wasn't good. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't Randy Pitchford doing more magic. That's that's what that's the Randy way, bro. That's all. That's what the entire showcase is about at this point, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, they had a bunch. But I, I will be honest. I think I think Xbox really did steal the show here. I think everyone was talking about Xbox after it. It was the only thing that was really. I don't even know what real. Well, there was a bunch of other showcases that happened. I barely heard anything. I think Square Enix had a little bit. I would- but- 
I would say Elden Ring, but that was Summer Games Fest, so I don't know if that counts as yeah, three or it's not. Yeah, it's a part of the group. I actually still don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Um, I think Elden Ring was a, a really big one for sure. But yeah, Game, game Pass, Game Pass. But I mean, why else would we be doing Xbox in Bethesda? We do the greatest media there uh, is. That's what it is. Positive. Yeah, the Xbox Showcase is the greatest media ever created. Until next week. Yeah. Okay, wait. Before we start, and <laughs> this is kind of important going into the ne- the first game. Okay. Is it is it even uh-huh. a, does it even matter to call it Xbox and Bethesda at this point? The, no, I think that is more of what they want. I think Bethesda being bought up by Microsoft. If you don't know Bethesda, who are the people who make the Elder Scrolls games, so like Skyrim and stuff like that, as well as like Fallout games and things, they're just really they're they're, they're the RPG games of of our of of just ever uh well they, they also were, include they also include things like doom doom, it, doom it, it, yeah, software it's, it's and arcane they I also include arcane, arcane as well yeah. yeah so they have they have a lot of of their own studios but they got bought up by microsoft this for year five billion for yeah like five billion dollars yeah. something ridiculous and yeah so i i think that's just part of it is that bethesda still wants to be its own entity set I, from I xbox mean, whatever you are, want to sell me man. hey man i mean i'm okay if you're paying <laughs> if, if you're gonna pay five billion dollars for them i'm I, I think you want to be like look we also have these people that we paid five billion dollars <laughs> i guess yeah if they want to borrow the namesake that's fair you know? yeah so uh but no I, I think they are one in the same at the same time so yeah yeah all right but the first game that so the way that we're going to talk about these is it's in the order that they appeared in the showcase. So you could pretty much, if you wanted to, watch the showcase as we talk about these. Uh, and so it just keeps track of it. So it's Starfield was the very first one, which is a Bethesda game. It's the first new world that they made, like new IP in 25 years. Yeah. So they have been working in the, the Fallout worlds, the Doom, the, uh, the Skyrim, uh, Elder Scrolls. It's been over 25 years since they've made a new universe. And uh, that's what Starfield is. I'm going to be... I mean, hold on. All positive. Uh, <laughs> it was a gorgeous trailer. Uh, there were space bits. There, I saw space. Yeah, and yeah. I definitely very much learned uh, what that game was about just by seeing this trailer. Uh, <laughs> they One thing they did, it's kind of like, you know, obviously in the trailer, it's like you, you only see it for like a little snippet at the bottom. But they did say that it was in a new engine, which is something I feel like they probably needed for a while now. Which is yes. Nice. Yeah, it is built in a new engine. That's a good point. I, I, I think I missed that. So, um but the way that I think someone talked about it was it was basically Skyrim in space. They're just doing it. They're no, doing another RPG and it's it's Skyrim in space. They're making it a shooter. I don't so. know how that works. Yeah, we'll see. Because like mean, Fallout is you do shootery. It's things. just really pretty. No Man's Sky. But. I mean, as long as it doesn't launch like No Man's Sky did, then they're enough. fine. It's going to be a great video game. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I mean, the trailer is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And they said it was pre-alpha, right? right? Like, it's not like they're no. at the point where they're even ready for limited alpha testing. So they had something ready to show off at E3, and it looks very nice. Yeah, I, I have release and, dates. Uh, they, they showed a date. Yeah, so they had 11, 11, 22 oh, oh, did they show have up it? on okay, the screen well, I guess I at just the end re- of the trailer. I wrote release dates on all of them, but I guess I That's didn't That's exactly that 11 like, years after Skyrim came out, because it, it came out on 11, oh 11, 11. God. I can't believe Skyrim's that old, man. And they've resold that game like yeah. 12 times yeah. at this point. They've done the GTA route, <laughs> where they just keep making you rebuy it. <laughs> this is... 
hey man make the money so but it isn't the no. big thing xbox exclusive that but that means it's coming to computer too right right okay. yes so so yeah so it's just not uh, a this PlayStation. is a digression but xbox no longer cares about actually selling xboxes they they just they they want to yes. sell game pass they do not care if they sell Xboxes I think the, the it's not like they. I don't think they skimp on the console. Though, no, no, right? not like, at all. They're they're still making because they still see the value in having a system. Because PCs are complicated. A, it's a physical know? platform. Yeah, it is a platform designed to play video games, and that's it. And it's the simplicity of it is what I personally I. It's why I'm a console guy. Like I like just booting up a game and just playing. Whereas when you're on PC, you have to like go through all your video settings and you have to change every single thing. You have all these other controls that you need to manipulate and change. Whereas on console, you click the go button and you go. And that's it. You're good. And I mean, it's not too co- overcomplicated, but. Uh, mm, when you get a new console <laughs> and everything is new for it. If you are playing a new game on an older console, you can bet there is tweaking and there are changing and it does not just go Well, a lot of anymore. times they don't even give you options, right? Like, they don't give you... Uh, they've started to do that a little more on Xbox, but a lot of times they don't even give you like low graphics options it's anything. not it's not so. just xbox either because i just, i was mm-hmm. playing the new ratchet and clank recently and they also and and the new spider-man both have a performance mode and right. fidelity mode or whatever yeah. they call it yeah which mm-hmm. is it's good i think it's good they're adding at least that to console but yeah it's still not as complicated as it is just the yeah it is a yeah. it is a oh the, so. the doctor's one or two do you like mm-hmm. do you like lens one or lens two yeah and that's exactly as i think it's but they they don't care. Microsoft and Xbox don't really care about selling the physical Xboxes. They see the value, but I think they're okay losing money on Xbox because it's really about getting people to buy Game Pass, which is such an insane deal yeah. that with all the stuff they're throwing onto it, like Starfield will be on Game Pass and it'll be on almost a lot of games that are coming to Xbox are also coming to Xbox on PC. So... You get them in either place, and mm-hmm. that's what they're trying to sell. When I was a kid, since I, I had the my my household had the one or two game per year rule, if I had just could have paid like the mm-hmm. one hundred twenty dollars up front for like a year worth of Game Pass or whatever, I would have done it. Oh heck yeah, quite like hands down every <laughs> single time. Like it's just such it is such a great deal. They have really turned like Xbox really do be feeling like the Netflix of gaming a little bit nowadays. Yeah, of Game Pass. Yeah, and uh. I mean, subscription models only really work when you sell an insane amount and they're at 30 million users or something Ooh. ridiculous like that. It's it's wow. crazy. They, they're they wow. doing great. So they are, they're doing okay. Um, it's still, again, I, I wish I knew the logistics of like how companies get paid for it and how much they get paid, if they get paid like a, a fee to have it on mm-hmm. or like. Uh, the, the, this is not the exact same thing, but in the Apple and Epic lawsuit, they did have to reveal one of the parts of the subpoena was to reveal what the cost to get a game to be free on Epic Game Store was. And it ranged from anywhere from, I think the smallest number I saw was $15,000 for like a small indie game. And then the biggest numbers I saw were in the one or two millions. That really doesn't sound like that much though. But like, that not- means like that is a guaranteed install base. But that was just for like yeah, a weekend. Yeah, it's a guaranteed install oh, base. Oh yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's for like a weekend. That's true. Yeah. 
that's pretty crazy i guess yeah it's it's pretty good and then it. if you're doing things like if you're like hitman for example right and you're the free game you still get to get money for the dlc mm-hmm. like all that kind of stuff that's why so, so many things do microtransactions and stuff yeah. now. they don't even need to worry about selling the game so yeah free to play free to play yeah. is a it's a good it's a model that's working i good it model is debatable what you yeah it's what you want you but it, it is for. working for the game industry right yeah now. so well, you got anything to say about Starfield? Are you excited? Are are you a are you a Bethesda fan at all? I should say. I mean, I I so I haven't played Skyrim, but I would be more inclined to pick Skyrim over anything space related because I prefer swords over. You might guns. get swords at Starfield. I mean, that's if it's kind of like Destiny, right? Like I could get behind that. Like Destiny has some awesome I mean, swords. Fallout had like the so shish kebab back to stuff. work. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we got uh, next one. We got Stalker Two. Now, uh, I can't remember. I don't know if I said. Did I say? Uh, no, I didn't. I don't actually know where the first one came out. Are you guys? Do you guys know what Stalker is? So stalker? old. Yeah, stalker I, that's one's what I was like <laughs> like Stalker One came out. Like I want to say two thousand or ninety nine yeah, or something like that. Ago. Like yeah, mm-hmm. and then they had Call of Pripyat, which was in twenty ten, maybe. It came out two thousand seven. Oh, 2000, really? you know there was a it lot was of a, games. We'll actually we'll get into ago. it. There is a bunch of games on this list that are coming out with a new sequel that it's like it's been since two thousand seven. I'm so super. It's pretty, a lot of games from two thousand seven are starting to get sequels. I'm super so. excited for this game because. A, it's nice to see uh, games from other countries because this game is developed in Russia. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the first two games are awesome. Call Pripyat and Stalker: Shadow of Chernobyl are awesome. They're just they're just crazy wacky radiation adventures, and I love it. It's not like it's not like Fallout wacky. Yeah. It's much more like it's a little more serious than that. But like this and like Metro, like both those series, they have a very specific feel to them that I feel like some other games just don't really it, accomplish. Yeah, it looks like, well, it's like part horror game, right? Yeah, so. and they have all these silly mechanics because you're, you're, like, the radiation that caused Chernobyl to, like, explode or whatever has, like, has made anomalies. So they had the weird mechanic in the trailer that I still love. Is like, you have to throw nets and bolts to figure out where the where the gravity spots are all funky. <laughs> and I was like, this is so cool. I want to play this video game. <laughs> it it reminded me of Death Stranding a little bit, kind of. Yeah, it has, to- it, there's some vibes. That's what I- was gonna yeah. say yeah well a yeah. lot less uh, it, it, a lot less amazon like deliveries that. and a lot more shooting, <laughs> shooting radiation pigs fair enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's developed by developed by gsc game world which i believe did the first one too yeah so and that's coming out uh april 20th 2022 so we got a, another year before that so yeah there were um so i think in general this the showcase kind of it was interesting because when I sat down and watched back through it closer, I was like, wait, I've already seen stuff about all of these games. Yeah. And then I remembered that you get to see the like pre-alpha trailers two years out. And then like next year at E3 again, we're going to actually see gameplay and it'll be one of the gameplay segments. Yeah, a lot of times um, they show, show the same and, parts and- though. Yeah, but like, you know, we, we, we're we getting all of these teasers for two years from now, and it's so weird to think, you know, we think we see what the game's going to look like or what it's going to do, but two years it's of development changes time. everything. We'll get into Halo Infinite. It's a good yeah. example of something that, that it, man, it's changed drastically, so we'll get into that. I'm excited to talk about that release date, because when it, when it dropped when the release date was, I, I chuckled so hard. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> so... 
right. Uh, this one I didn't write a release date too, but I think it's, it's October, right? Soonish, yeah. October, yeah, September, thirteenth. I want to say, if I remember. Uh, Back for Blood. I'm insanely excited about this game. I don't know if you. I played the beta of it or the alpha of it. It is. Didn't we do it? Did you do the tournament? Did you do the DreamHack no. tournament for Back for Blood? Because that was a thing. Yeah, there was like a Back a for tournament? Blood DreamHack tournament. There was something that we did with the alpha. Oh. I have the I have the trailer up, and I really don't want to watch it, so I'm looking <laughs> off into the distance so that I don't have to look at it. Yeah, so it's it's uh, developed by Turtle Rock Studios, which is a new studio, but it's a lot of the developers who used to work at Valve who worked on Left for Dead, and Back for Blood mm-hmm. is just their new version of Left for Dead, and they've just had to change the names, but it is that game down to a T. When you play it, you're like, yep, this is Left 4 Dead. There's nothing different about this, pretty much. I think they've um, added a... It seems like they've added a few bells and whistles. I haven't yes. played it, so you so, know more than me. I, I played the alpha, and they added, like, you can actually purchase stuff at the beginning. Whenever you're, you enter a safe room, they have a little cash that you make money from over killing zombies and looting things. And that you can then buy exactly what you want at the start of it. So, mm. instead of having, like, a set oh, so weapons, it's a little... So. Yeah, it's a little dead by daylighty then. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, I guess. Um, the, it, it's good. I I'm I loved it. I loved every second of it. I'm a huge, huge, huge Left 4 Dead fan. It is just one of those games that's insanely fun to play with people. And it's... Mm-hmm. We, we had that Left 4 Dead moment playing it, the alpha. I was playing with three other guys... And we literally had a moment where we accidentally set off a car alarm. And so they all started swarming <laughs> in and from every direction. And we literally all went back to back, all of us taking a different direction. And we were all just like mowing down lesions of zombies. And it was it was that Left 4 Dead moment. You're like, this feels pretty cool. We're each like, hey, I need help over here. And you like turn around and you help your buddy out. And then you have to go back to your area. Oh, man, it's great. Oh, it's so fun. I'm a big fan of Left 4 Dead, so I'm ready for that. Uh, Left 4 Dead games. So you you played right. the alpha. Hang on. So you, you played the alpha. You know you liked it from that. From the showcase, did you learn anything new, right? Because no. the game got pushed right. back. It was supposed to be released in yeah, June. It was supposed to be out already. And so it's been pushed back. Yeah, it was pushed back till yeah. October, I believe, uh, of this year. I don't think they showed. I think they dropped a new trailer. That was it. They didn't show any new gameplay. Or I think it was particularly cinematic, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, it was a cinematic trailer. I don't think they really mm-hmm. showed much of anything else. Uh, they showed a little bit more of the the story of it. So it's good. I'm actually really excited to play on the hardest difficulty. They have like their realistic mode. Um, it looks more like mm-hmm. a stealth game than it is. Like Left 4 Dead, you're very used to like you just run yeah. and you just shoot as you run and gun. <laughs> This like I was watching people uh-huh. do it. It was they, they were literally timing their shots where there were like three zombies lined up and they were counting down like three, two, one, and they were each like shooting a shot, killing each. That's zombie. what GTA like, had is. to do it. Yeah, it was very similar. And yeah. I'm actually really excited. I think it'll be a different way to play the game uh, that is actually more possible than realism, which was just like, yeah, you just have to be really good at it and kind of get some lucky with health packs and stuff like that and just make sure you watch stuff. So it looks a little more strategy based, which I think will be fun. So. I'm excited for Total Rock to have their fair break. Right. Yeah, they've this. Uh, they they did evolve, which I don't know if people remember from a few years ago. That game I thought was conceptually very cool. 
it had some errors in what they wanted to microtransaction and how they wanted yeah. to sell their games. But uh, I think this is going to be a good clean break for them. And it seems like people are excited. So I, I, I hope I hope it works out. I really do. Yeah, me too. Because they yeah, we, we got a few. <clears throat> we'll talk about a few games coming up, but there looks to be a few games that are very left for dead. I think it's just a trend that we're going to see in gaming that everyone is making their version because I'm thinking uh, red. What it would it would Redfall? Redfall. I'm thinking Redfall is going to be a little left for dead. I don't know. I so. don't. Uh, they're they're pitching themselves as open world. Yeah. Well, I, I'm thinking it's going to be like Borderlands meets Left 4 Dead. I'm is, okay is with the, that. I'm totally okay with it. I got no problem. I love that. I love that kind of game. So I'm I'm all right with it. All right. Next up, we got Contraband. It's by Avalanche Studios. No date. We got a cinematic trailer that was played to. Oh, what music did they use? I gotta look it up really quick. Did you see that at all? It wasn't did tequila, it? was it? Uh, it was. It was something. They had a. They had a. Oh, was it just contraband? It was literally contraband. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, By, yeah. yeah. Okay. Here's the song contraband. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, it's made by the guys that made just just cause. Is it? Yeah, oh yeah, it's Avalanche. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I don't know. Did you, Nessa, what did you think of that game? I mean, I don't really. Okay, so let me be honest. I watched a lot of, I watched the showcase. I watched the showcase multiple times. Wow. Then I watched the extended showcase. Then I clicked back through it and watched things again. I will tell you, I don't know what 95% (laughs) of these games are about, what they do, how they played, what's happening. I have no freaking clue. Yeah, that was, I feel. it was pretty. It was all so pretty, but I don't know what any of them See, are. Contraband just had the cinematic trailer of them showing like a bunch of weapon crates and someone working on a car. Yeah. And it was. I think what they're told pitching. Nothing. Nothing about the game. I think but, what they're pitching from. I mean, it has some. I think what they're pitching from marketing, hmm. like from copy and stuff like that, that I've seen floating around is some type of weird fusion between like the weirdness of like the weird physics of just cause plus like uh payday or something like that. Some, there's something there Ooh, that might be fun yeah like, like some really third fun. person payday type thing maybe but I, that's that's what that's from my reading of what they like talked about yeah yeah and the trailer just says like open yeah. world that's that's and what the trailer the word heist, tells maybe? us maybe once i'm yeah. not sure yeah yeah maybe it had this cool um, Guardians of the Galaxy vibe, though, with the music and like when the dude is underneath fixing things and there's sparks flying. It's not actually like a movie. It's a still of him. And it felt a lot like the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when Groot was dancing around and everyone's Fair fighting enough. in the background. <laughs> but you're like focused on Groot dancing. Yeah, that's all you can pay attention and to. And I did like that. I thought that was really cool. They have that game, yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxy game. I did not. I it saw that it was, existed, yeah. and I didn't look at anything else about it. I'll it, be honest. It actually looked. It, it looked fun. It looked like they're doing a very, very like almost Mass Effecty vibe to it. Okay. In a way. So it, look, it looks okay. It looks kind of fun. Uh, but they're adding in like you actually, you know, decisions you make affect your crew members and stuff like that. Gotcha. And how they feel about you. So mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting. But yeah, contraband. You play a star. I'll be honest. I did. I saw it. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it's Fingers about. Fingers crossed. But we'll, I we'll hope see. it's good. I mean, you never Thank know. You. I like. That's I love me. the Just Cause uh, <laughs> series. They're they're great. Just cause, just cause, whatever. I like stealing things, and I love payday too. So I hope they do something good. Yeah, could be really good. Um, but yeah, no date for that one. But this next one, yeah, this next one was cool. (laughs) It was fun. This next one was fun, right? Because 
it was it's it's first of all it's is Disney getting involved more heavily with video games. Obviously we just talked about Guardians of the Galaxy, we know that Marvel and you know that's and but it is it is Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, the the movies that we love, the the Disney ride that we love and it's it's Davy Jones and it's Jack Sparrow and it's this entire new quest line and story which I bought Sea of Thieves right when it was really first playable and I sailed around and I explored a couple islands and I couldn't get into it because it just didn't feel like there was that much there to do. And seeing this trailer, I felt like, oh, there's like an actual story here. There's stuff to do. There's things to engage with. I got really excited because I also, I mean, they're they're like really faithful to what we know from the movie as far as what everybody looks like. Yeah. So it's really easy to kind of immerse yourself into the world because of that. I thought they did a great job. Yeah, that, and that's that's developed by Rare, and they always they always have a good track record, and they've done a great job mm-hmm. with Sea of Thieves. It's it's once the same. I'm I'm agreement with you is I had a lot of fun with that game for a short amount of time, and then you kind of ran out of things to do. It, but they've yeah. improved that game significantly. It seems like um, they're pulling a, a No Man's Sky. Yeah, I was gonna say No Man's Sky, again. but <laughs> No Man's Sky ne- story never got good. Like they'll sure. throughout all updates, they they, mm-hmm. they focus on all the multiplayer stuff and all the house building and all this other stuff, but the story was just whatever it was, right? Yeah. So it looks like they like see if these went and did a they they're going back this time and going we can fix the fir- like the single player mm-hmm. aspects of it. So it might it might be a good hook for people like us that dropped off the game to go back into it. For I, some I think so. It's it's a game I think I want to yeah. check out again. Maybe we'll get Nessa. Nessa, you want to join us for some Sea of Thieves? Oh, we could totally go sailing. That'd be fun. All act like pirates. And I mean, the cool thing is unlike, so I mean, this is another cool thing that when we get to Halo, we can talk about, but so many games kind of nickel and dime you about a bunch of different things or or have ways they do that. And this is not a paid DLC. This is not an expansion Mm -hmm. that you're buying. This is just straight up free new content for the game, which is great. Blizzard. Uh, (laughs) It's great and it's cool. (laughs) Uh, so I, th- I thought that was admirable, right? That that they choose to go that route for the game rather than dropping a paid deal. I think I wonder but. if some of it is the power of Game Pass, right? Oh, very they're, much. Is. They're one of those first party studios. I don't, studios, I don't so. even know how Sea Thieves makes money because they don't have a lot of microtransactions in the game itself. As far as I know, when I when you started playing it, there wasn't anything you could spend real money on. I don't think you do have to so. buy a copy of the game, right? Like that is a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess I guess that's true. Yeah. And yeah. then all the DLC after was free, which again, weird model, but hey, I guess it's working. So I, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say no complaints. <laughs> One that's thing that didn't me. show off in this in this showcase, which I'm wondering if Rare might be working on it, it was Perfect Dark. Yes. Well. Oh, yeah. They didn't show. <gasps> they didn't show. Yeah. There's a new Perfect Dark game. What? There's a what? new Perfect Dark game. <laughs> it's being developed by okay. IOI. Oh, that's who it is. Okay. Okay. I got. I got excited about this a while ago and then completely yeah. forgot about it because Perfect Dark is is the greatest console game ever created. <laughs> I, I talk about my favorite uh, Perfect Dark Zero. I know it's, I, it's not as everyone's favorite of the two, but it had the greatest weapon unlock system of any game. It's my favorite that ever did. That was the like the PlayStation one that got made after the N64 the, one, right? Xbox. It was yeah, the Xbox. It was on Xbox. Xbox. But yeah, it, it, it had yeah, a really, not, it we, had we a really fun system where you could find the weapons on the map. So you could start the mission out with whatever weapons you wanted. 
whatever weapon loadout you wanted, you could mm-hmm. start with whatever you wanted. But in order to unlock the weapons, you had to find the weapon in a mission and then finish the mission with that said item. It added mm-hmm. a really cool replayability where you're like, yo, I want this really cool katana. Guess I'm just going to be using a katana the entire time I play through the game. Like, it was <laughs> such a fun unlock system, and I, I have not seen it since. And I that's what I want again. But yes, the... Uh, the Perfect Dark game is being developed by IOI Inter, uh, Interactive, which uh, they made the Hitman. Hitman games. They have a lot on their so plate. They, yeah, and, and they're making the James yeah, Bond game. that's what I was thinking of. So, like, they are... I, if there's a studio to take over to do Perfect Dark, that is the perfect studio to think, do it. They they have nailed, like, the, <laughs> the shooting and, like, stealth and... Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so excited for that. I'm really, really excited for a new Perfect Dark game. But, yeah. So uh, back to the the Xbox showcase because they didn't show Perfect Dark is uh, all the they did show off no. all the Yakuza games which have been out forever. See your notes are incorrect. Yeah, I just want to point that out. Duly know it's not all the Yakuza okay, games. Fair enough. They don't have the zombie spinoff, <laughs> right? Or the or the or the samurai spinoffs, which I okay. do think deserve an American release. <laughs> Most of the Yakuza games that were released in America have now been added to Game Pass. Is what they show, and those are all sega but they've uh that's one of those series that once again i don't hear a lot of people talk about but anyone who does loves those games games it's a i love it (laughs) it's a ridiculous gta i guess is is it's not they're not as comparable no Uh, because they've got it's not turn-based but it's uh that's that's only in like a dragon right like a dragon is all turn-based and the rest of the yakuza games are all beat them up beat them up yeah Uh, it's more like there is like an open world aspect of it and you do like get to walk around Tokyo or whatever city they choose to emulate. But like that and the open world is like it's, GT is very wide. Right. You don't get to go in a lot of the buildings and stuff like unless you're going to the store to buy something. Right. You can go into most every building inside wow. of a Yakuza map That's and cool. they always have a mini game inside. So like it's fun. Uh, it's a very memey game. There's a lot. So there's awesome. a lot of just ridiculous jokes. And I stuff mean, it. it's you're there you can become a boxcar racer for example <laughs> you can buy a boxcar set and and just spend the, your whole life in that game going to the boxcar place betting on boxcar races <laughs> uh i when i played yakuza 0 recently i made it a quest for myself to get all the different color collectibles out of the claw machines oh nice because they refill them and right. they, they change what the collectibles look like inside the claw machine <laughs> <laughs> uh yakuza That's zero fun. is an older it takes place in older times, so they have sega arcades that have all the classic sega games in them cool. so they have a port of like outrun and stuff like that in those That's so fun. yeah i i'm excited and i think it's great and i'm really happy that like sega and microsoft have par- partnered together to bring it to game pass because like I want more people to play Yakuza, so and I think it's great. I got, I got my nephews to play it. Like they, they would have never played a Yakuza game, but since it was on Game Pass, they downloaded and played it for the first time. So fun, same stuff. Anything on Yakuza? All right. Yeah, so I'm gonna make a note that we are like six games in, and you have oh another thirty something left. How, how much time? And it's already been Ow. an hour, oh, so so we might. We might want to just talk about like right. our favorite okay, favorites. Cool, cool. Otherwise, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll just we'll just skip through is what we'll do. So, uh, Battlefield. Oh my God, yeah. Maybe this is just a five hour long podcast. It's fine. Um, 
but Battlefield 2042. I'm excited for it. It's been a while since I played Battlefield. I, I don't know same, about you. Yeah, same, all I, same I'm back. I'm gonna get back into well, it. Well, and this one. one's actually coming out yes. soon. Well, October right? like, 27th. This wasn't some little mm-hmm. teaser 2022. It was like October 2022, 2021. Yeah. They you had an adorable robo dog soon. I mentioned. You forgot Robert the grappling Cross. hook. Yeah, grapple. Everything's got grappling hook now, which makes everything better. So I'm fine with it. Yeah, but uh, they had some <laughs> cool true. things like attachment switching on the go, which yeah. I, I've always wanted. During the elevator, uh, that was funny. Yeah, 128 players, so 64 v 64. I missed the dog. That's crazy. I didn't know someone. Yeah, there's dog. a little runny robo dog that was right. shooting at people. <laughs> so I'm excited for that game. Joker has I'm priorities. Ready, but, uh, We've established let's see. Uh, 12 minutes. Uh, I'm actually really interested in that game. That's Daisy Ridley, James McAvoy, and Willem Dafoe. That's a huge. That. That's it's a, a fat lineup. Yeah. So, and that's August 19th. So, I'm definitely yeah. gonna play that because that's very much my kind of. It's an indie. Psychonauts too. I'm gonna be honest. Not a fan. What? I'm not a fan of Psychonauts. I'm sorry. I don't know. Like when this was announced yeah. last year, and I thought it was supposed to be out no. already, and so I don't know if it got delayed or pushed or whatever. So we're getting it in yeah. August now. Um, but you looking forward yeah, to Psychonauts? Okay. It's like can... it's like it's like it's like the same way I felt about like Super Mario Odyssey. Like I I, I wasn't like I was like oh it's a good game and I played it and I was like this is an amazing game. Yeah, same feel probably. Yeah, I'm kind of like ads ah, passable for me. So all right, and then Bethesda adding a bunch of games to Game Pass. They added a bunch of games that they've already released. Awesome. Uh, we won't go through them all, but they cheated it because they're like we're adding the 30 games the game pass but like half of them are the you know the elder scrolls or fallout games and it's just like each one of them and it's like okay i guess that's 30 but it's really like one game like type i guess but uh but yeah like fallout 76 new dlc have not played fallout 76 uh (laughs) elder scrolls online also i guess they hit 18 million players so that's kind of the big thing and they have uh they just kind of showed off some of that party animals that's mine yeah, this is the one I know you're excited Recreate, about. Right. It's by Tell Recreate us about party Games. Animals. Uh, have you ever played Gang Beasts, Nessa? You ever seen it? Not. Okay. I have not. This looks no, like I've heard this of it. looks like that they just saw Gang Beasts and were like, "We could do this, but uh-huh. better." But what if guns? But what if what if what if <laughs> you could use items and also there are a bunch of fluffy animals that are beating the crap out of but each other? But what if map editor? <gasps> Conquer's Bad Fur Day Resurrected. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please tell me you played ba- that game. Conquer's Bad Fur Day? Yeah, yeah. Please do. Of course. Yeah. All right. It just sounds like Conquer's Bad no, Fur Day. This is again. this is a beat of This is a no. party game. This is literally like you and like eight people drop on and you just punch the crap out of each other. And that's it. That's the whole game. It's very funny. So. Oh, so it, but 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 Conquer's Bad Fur Day was a party game where you played with people on a map and you shot each that other. That was Elbowed. That was, yeah, that was a, the, the game. That was a, the multiplayer. Oh, so yes, oh, similar, I guess. That's the only part I <laughs> yeah, played. Congress adds an actual campaign itself story to it. So <laughs> No, it doesn't. No, you just, that's, that's just that part. So, but yeah, I'm insanely excited for Party Animals. It's, that is like my perfect kind of, I love party games. I love playing, like have fun games to play with friends. So we're de- we'll definitely play that. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it on the show. Uh, but when that comes out, it's 2022. It's a long way out. But uh, Hades coming always, to Game Pass. It's wait. been out forever. Super giant. It's a beautiful game. Highly recommend to everyone. Uh, everyone, it's won a million rewar- uh, awards, and you just everyone should play. So agree. Play. Somerville looked interesting. It looks like a the the day after tomorrow. No, no, not day after tomorrow. Uh, oh God, 
War of the Worlds. It looks yes, like it looks like War okay. of the Worlds turned video game. It looked interesting. Uh, it looks like a Got fun it. war game, uh, fun art it's style. It's the same. Uh, it's one of the guys that used to work on uh, on Inside and Limbo. Yes. Studio. Yeah, and that's it's very. It seems very similar style. So, all right, Halo Infinite. We'll talk about this for like two minutes <laughs> because we are pushing time. So it might be a slightly longer. Maybe we'll go for like hour 40 if everyone's okay with it. But I know Nessa, Nessa wants to leave. She wants to abandon us. So, but Halo Infinite. Uh, hey, there's a birthday party happening yeah, over there as well. I, I can push that. Trust me. I can play it cool. <laughs> I, I arrive late to everything, Nessa. Literally everything. Yeah, you arrive late today. Got it. it engineer. <laughs> I made it before no, the you, podcast. You made it time. before the podcast. You yeah. were fine. So. But Halo Infinite, everyone, it's Halo. It's, it, Nessa's excited for it. I'm excited for it. Dave's excited for it. Everyone in the world's I excited for am, it. I am. I'm excited for the Academy yes. because I've never played Halo and getting into Halo is so intimidating when it is such a long franchise with like people who have tens of thousands of hours invested into it and I'm just like Nessa, do you want to so the whole you academy do thing's really cool playthrough. you want to play like every Halo game we get, you and I can do a co-op through I, every Halo I, game I I think okay. we should done actually I we'll think we it. should do that I would have fun determined. with that you could watch that live on our Twitch streams because we'll definitely stream that so <laughs> um but Halo Infinite uh, is happening. I'm so insanely excited about it. Uh, they showed off a little bit. They finally showed off multiplayer. They showed off some gorgeous mm-hmm. trailers. My God, that uh, yeah. that sequence of him jumping out of the, the Pelican and blowing things up. And he's like, you only got one bullet. What are you going to do? He's like, dude, I got a fusion coil too. Chuck that. <laughs> and he just pops it. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah. And then like, he's like, oh yeah, I guess you could do that. That's fine. But they did show off the weapon, which is interesting. Uh, it looks like Cortana, but it's a duplicate of Cortana who is created to destroy Cortana. So... Yes, and Cortana got away, right? Well, like, she was deleted, she, like, maybe. That's what they think. Maybe, I'm sure there's yeah, going to be a okay. twist. There's got to be. So, but yeah, uh, yeah. supposedly she was deleted. She wasn't supposed to be, but she was. And now they're like, oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. I guess you're there. And the weapon was supposed to delete herself too, but she wasn't deleted either. Mm-hmm. So there's a really, it was a really impactful moment for me because I've played all the other Halo games where the shots that they used for it were identical. I I, made, I, made I a noticed post that on Twitter. too. Yeah, they have the same shot of like Chief and Cortana standing together. Like uh, it's the same shot in every Halo game. Even and the even like taking your taking out the taking SD the card, and, yeah, yeah, putting, putting, it, it putting the AI back, chip back in his head. head. So uh, it was a really impactful moment where he's never used an AI outside of Cortana, and he's using kind of a version mm-hmm. of Cortana, but this is a different AI. So it'll be interesting to see. Is the voice actor different? They no, sounded it's, different. It's, no, it's Jen oh, Taylor. It's, okay. it's the same voice actor. Um, we'll see because I think there will be some interesting disconnect that I really want to see in Infinite where Master Chief will like say something and he'll expect a particular response that Cortana would say, but the weapon will give him a different response and it's going to throw him off a little bit. You know, she's going to work. She's going to work differently as an AI than Cortana did. And I think it's going to throw him off his game. And I think it's, I, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see where it goes. But the big thing they showed multiplayer. They had they showed off like the the weapon, the armor customization. They showed off the new big team battle, which is twelve v twelve or sixteen v sixteen. I think sixteen v sixteen. So it's thirty two player big team battle. Uh, v the the pelicans will actually come in and drop vehicles off now, so it looks more 
realistic, I guess is the way to put it. Just spawning. Yeah. Grapple hooks make everyone look awesome when you grapple hook into the air and then no scope a dude in the head. And you're like, (laughs) yeah, dude, I'm cool. So, but I think I'm excited. We all, I'm a Halo guy. But then, Nessa, here you go. Here's your moment. Diablo 2 Resurrected. This is her game. It's made by Blizzard coming out in September 23rd. It will have eight player co-op. I would love to play this with you, Nessa. Um, I'll be honest. When I first saw this, I thought this was a gauntlet remake or something. <laughs> I was like, yo, are they doing a gauntlet legacy? Like, I, dude, I'm in. I love those games. That's an actual game. So, that's Yes, they game. did make okay. it. And that's why I was like, wait, didn't this already come out? <laughs> that's why I was kidding. I was confused a little bit. So, um, yeah, but uh, Diablo 2. Tell us, talk about it, Nessa. This is all you. I mean, so the coolest thing was uh, was I was listening to uh, maybe the creative director or something in the extended showcase. I was listening to him talk about it. And there are certain builds in Diablo 2 that are really, really overpowered because this was before they were really like balanced patches and like you released the game and the game was sort of what it was way back when. Because I think it was like 2000, 2001. I don't know. It's old. Um, and... He said, uh, yeah, we know this build is really, really OP, but this isn't this isn't remaking the game. This is just making it prettier. This is dropping like 4K on top of a framework that already exists. And so they worked really hard to maintain all of the interactions that you would have had in the original Diablo 2. So you still get to play the same game. And I don't I think that's cool because I didn't want Diablo 2 remade like they did with Final Fantasy 7. That's fine, but that's not what I wanted. Like Diablo 2 was always about like grinding the exact same thing over and over again. It was a little like playing Hades. Like I think that's one of the reasons Hades was so popular because you sort of like pull back some of those old Diablo 2 feelings. And I was in the technical alpha. Oh. It was awesome. Like okay. I was, it was awesome. Like I lost it when I got the email. Like I lost it. I wasn't home and I got the email and I wasn't going to be home for like two days. And so I was on a trip and they said like it only went through a certain time. And I was like, oh, I need to get home. I need to go play. Like I need to go. And I like left early because I was like, I need to go play this alpha. Like I'm going to run out of time because it was, I think the alpha was four days long, but when they granted it to you, you only had 48 hours access okay oh jeez. Um, in that four days so like people got different windows throughout it and oh it was so cool it was so, so cool that's what uh, and Ness is going to be playing they, for the next two years yeah i well yeah no that's accurate i love diablo 2 and i like that they added the eight person co-op and i like that i'm old enough now to like play it online and understand all of that because when i was 10 i did not um, i never i never got into the diablo really series cool. so it was a game i i just didn't really try it wasn't that i i didn't enjoy it i just never tried them so uh mm-hmm. i think it'll be time for me to play it never a better time to get in now yeah. Like, you looking forward to Diablo 2? Yeah, I played uh I played Diablo 3 after the expansion had come out and when I had time. It was like one of the it was actually one of the first games I played after I graduated from DigiPen because I was just like I need something to melt my brain with. <laughs> and you literally just go click click I, I played Monk, so I just sat there and went, oh, I'm punching things forever, yay <laughs> for like two weeks straight. <laughs> awesome. So I mean and like like Nessa was saying with like Diablo and stuff like that, like especially Diablo 2, uh the I, like 
people to i have a friend whose mom plays a daily uh, or she does a like a yearly run of the game to try to get the wow. next ring to mm-hmm. keep going and doing it over and over wow. again okay. she's been doing this since the game yeah. came out she's never That's stopped awesome yeah so like I, I i see the appeal i really get why people want it and i'm i want to give it a shot too all righty all right, uh, I get. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna skip through now things because we are. Yeah, we're pushing time. Far Cry Six. <laughs> rooster. <laughs> they had that cute little rooster that you can apparently use as a weapon and attack people and murder people. Even it's the dog brutal. in the wheelchair. And they have yeah, the cute, little, cute little dog in a wheelchair. He's so adorable. He's so he got Very giant cute. cute eyes and. So for Joker to like a game, put a dog in it. That trick works for more than Joker. You're good to go. That works for everybody. When you get a dog that adorable, how does it not? So, but yeah, Far Cry 6, uh, honestly, it looks a lot like Just Cause when I was looking at it. Like, dude, way more explosions, way more ridiculous things. The island setting, Uh, too. Yeah, it it reminded me that if you haven't played the Just Cause game, it is very much just crazy physics fun with grapple hooks and flying around stealing things and, and a wacky things. backpack now and and wacky, wacky yeah. backpack. so uh but uh juan carlo esposito yep who by the way has one of the greatest names of all time i love that name uh he's the villain of this oh champion champion mm-hmm. of a man yeah he's just good in everything so excited for far cry 6 Slime Rancher 2! Hey! Cute the first little one. thing. If you played, I don't know, Nessa, did you play the first one? No Slime Rancher? I didn't even know Slime Rancher yeah, was it's a, a game. really cute. It sounds like a gross Jolly Rancher. <laughs> 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 Kinda. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a cute, like almost uh farming simulator game, but you're you're farming with slimes. It's just a little bouncy, little bouncy, squishy boys. And you just capture them. And then you make you force them to breed with each other to make more slimes. And then you sell them on a market. (laughs) That's the game. (laughs) You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, that sounds fun to me. I like those kinds of things. I like things that are a little. It's really cute. I like things that are a little mindless mm -hmm. like that. Exactly. You're sort of like doing the same thing and you don't have to focus Great time waster. If you're just bored of everything and you're like, yeah, I just want to play something. It's a great game. It also forces you to explore so you can get more slimes so you get to see like a variety of like uh, settings and stuff. Slimes? Yeah. So And then Shredders, which we talked about, is a snowboard game uh, coming out. I'm not a big sports game guy. I don't like sports game, but snowboard (laughs) games are the one exception to that rule. For whatever reason, I love it. It looks so It looks, it's just gorgeous. It's tricks. Um, it's by Foam Punch. It's coming out December of this year, and it's a snowboard game. I mean, it's just going up and down. Uh, I have always wanted to play steep. Like, I want one of the reasons I want to be the the greatest, the biggest streamer of all time is just so we can play steep and have like a hundred people go down the mountain <laughs> all at once together. And so I don't know how they said it would be like sixty players at a time that you could have in in your your little area. So I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. Why? Because I want SSX. That's what I want. Okay. Yeah. Right, I, fair enough. This is cool. It looks great. I just want. Well, I just want to do flippy dippies and get a hundred thousand points for it. That's kind of the thing. Is like steep was cool because they had like a wingsuit challenges and they had a bunch of other challenges. No, I just none and of that. Just give me really big fat rails. And when I do 16 flips in the air, well, give me a thousand points yeah. for doing it. Make me look cool. I think for me, I also want a really good. I hope they have a good race mode. Is, sure. is what I want. Sure, I, want sure, sure. I want a good race mode from it. So. Oh, that would be yeah. so much fun. I would love that. Well, see, I would love race mode, but I would also love like the Tony Hawk oh, Pro yes. Skater. Yes. You know. 
point rack up pipe route like yeah. that 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 might be higher priority for me and than I, a I think phone. that's what they're focused on too i so. bought ghps one plus two the day it came out <laughs> and you know i'm a fan when yeah, i can use are. the abbreviation <laughs> <laughs> so all right uh atomic heart looked like fallout uh replaced was interesting it looked like narita boy which i huh. played for dreamhack on their channel um mm-hmm. it looked like that and i'm i'm interested in that so there's I like that. the art style it's really good uh i know a lot of people care about among us but that's already out 15 player lobbies that's for everywhere uh it is coming to xbox game pass later this year though or next year i think or something along those lines so that's happening oh i don't know let me see what else we got the ascent that looked cool that. yeah that top down fun. shooter top or down. top down shooter yeah was that yeah, that was the cyberpunk. That was one. what I was talking about. It looks like, that looks mm-hmm. like another Left for Dead. It looks like a top down. Left I'm okay Dead, with. So. I, I think they're, it's a little different. I, they I, are, I would yeah. categorize it a little. But different. I mean, it looks like you have four players. You each yep. get like your own little class and stuff. So it looks interesting. Age of Empires four, I think, is just important. I'm not. I'm not that big into those games. But the last one came out in 2005. So it's been they a long like time. Hotcakes. And it's gonna yeah, sell like hotcakes. It, people love that those kind of games. Uh, Outer Worlds two, best trailer. Had yeah, had it had, they know how to play to like I think what people like is the the meme kind of jokey trailer. Don't oh, take yeah. themselves too seriously. I Even grounded did want. the same thing. It's the same yeah. developer. So yeah, Obsidian. Yep, Obsidian does both of those. To- makes total sense. I'm actually excited. I hate racing games, but Forza Horizon Five is a game I think I'm gonna get. I love I love the horizons. The horizon. It just looks like fun. It looks like a great time to just hang out with friends and do crazy mini games. Mm-hmm. It's made by Playground Games. Uh, I had a thing about them having a bad gameplay show, but I don't think we have to get into it. It looks like I wanted did you to make, play f- I wanted to make fun of them for did, it. Did but. you play Horizon Four? I did not. No. The what they showed off for Horizon Four and their gameplay showcase, whenever they were showing it out, it was literally the first level of the game. So it oh. looks like they're doing the same exact thing. Because okay. the first level of those games is always like, here's the different types of cars you can get, here's the different environments you can race in, and then after that they just give you a shitty car and tell you yeah. to go. <laughs> what about uh Nessie, you gonna join us for some driving car driving games? For some driving, driving I was a really big fan of um, in Need for this Speed. This is a good replacement I for that. Loved Need this for Speed. This is really good replacement. I think that's yeah. So yeah, join us. Yeah, I've I've been looking for something to kind of like take over that niche because the last Need for Speed that I played, I think, was Underground, which was GameCube. <laughs> and every once in a while, I'll be like, okay, what's on PC? What can I play? Because my brother and I used to play Hot Pursuit all the time on PC where like one person would be a WASD driver and one person would have the arrow keys. You're playing on the oh. same computer. <laughs> right. That was, it was, I mean, it was a thing that, that you used to be able to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I like racing games. I just don't like the super realistic sim racing. I have a friend with the full setup oh, yeah, and like too the much. intense <laughs> wheel and everything yeah. that like kicks back at you and you have to like muscle it and, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that one. I but but like fun meme racing mini games. That's what like, Horizon. I tried to play GTA. Just yeah, to do Horizon. That. I think is very much going to be a, a very fun hangout with friends kind of game. So it's it's a little it's it's yeah. still got that serious like realistic look, but it's not. And the physics are pretty realistic, but it's not as serious as the other actual racing games. Are. They also. Uh, these games have also been really good at making, but like making your cars look fun. Like it's a, yeah. they make it a lot of fun to customize the car. Yeah. So. All right, and then the big one that uh, we mentioned before, Redfall, which is a new, another new IP coming from Bethesda. So they're coming out with two things. 
uh, summer 2022. Uh, and I wrote, yeah, Borderlands slash Left for Dead. I couldn't really tell. It had vampires in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> they were they had a, a, an interesting trailer where it like, kept going back to each. They got in media res over and over and yeah. over again. Right. Yeah, so in the extended showcase, there were there was an interview right. here again, and the the interviewer was like, "Yeah, I really respect that you went with vampires <laughs> because zombies are the cool thing that everybody's doing." And they were like showing clips, and I was just like, "That doesn't look like a vampire. That looks like a it's zombie." Just like, vampire. It's vampire. Animated the same yeah, it's, thing. It's it's vampire zombies. That's what they are. You gotta have your little minions that are that <laughs> yeah. shamble around. You gotta have your bigger one that can kind of fly, maybe. You know. Yeah. There's a, you know there's something there, but that that looks again. There, there's a lot of games that showed off in this showcase that I'm like, dude, I, I think I'm gonna have to buy it. You know, there's. I'm I think really that one. I trust Arcane. Uh, I play. I play much all, almost <laughs> all of their games, so I, I'm definitely. Gonna they're pick very it up. good studio, Arcane. Yeah, it's Bethesda and Arcane Studio, and they they're very good. So, uh, they didn't show too much of it, but summer next year we'll see what mm-hmm. see what that looks like. So. Okay, so that was all the main right. games, right? And uh, I got to say, we haven't had much. Pandemic obviously has something to do with that. We really haven't had many games. We've had, uh, I mean, Godfall was kind of cool. Hades obviously blew up. But Cyberpunk wasn't what people were hoping Cyberpunk was going to be. Outriders wasn't quite what people were hoping Outriders was going to be. I loved it. I know that was not... I loved it because the melee combat was so brutal and awesome. And I so and I haven't picked it up since, but I really need to because it was so gratifying. But we haven't had many of those like big pretty yeah. games. The the we really haven't had a lot on the AAA slate. Sony, I think, has been so in charge I'm of that. Wondering, right now. Sony's been releasing a lot of pretty stuff. Well, they but. did Last of Us Part Two last yeah. year, which was I, I had a lot of fun with yeah. first God of War. God of War, I guess. But that wasn't last year. Like, it's still been a dry spell for the industry. Yeah, there's been like a... Because everybody was waiting for next-gen consoles. I really think that's what it was. They wanted to wait for next-gen because porting to next... Like, putting them on next-gen is a completely different process for what you can make your game do. And even... And if you- and even some of those studios have kind of backed out. Like if you look at like, because I've been playing. Uh, my friend got a PlayStation Five, and we've been playing through some of those games, right? If you look at the their exclusives, they're also doing the. Maybe we're not only making for PS Five anymore, because for God of War, they said they're going to do for PS Four and PS Five. Horizon, same thing. They said they're doing for PS Four yeah. and PS Five. So. A lot of them are for just new consoles, though. But I mean, that adds a lot of extra development yep. time. Your game doesn't look as good. Like if you wait, if you waited until the new consoles were out and out for a while, I think if the new consoles had been easier to get your hands on, then maybe they wouldn't still be developing for the old ones also. But I think they were waiting to see. I mean, there's a pandemic that slowed things down, but you're also waiting next gen consoles. You want to release on those. You want people to actually have them. So they also have to delay for that. So I feel like we're going to see this late 2021 and then all of 2022 is going to be this like golden age of a million yeah. games coming out. And what I'm really curious about is uh, so PC parts, consoles, everything skyrocketed. Everybody's buying them. There's this increased demand. There's more viewers on Twitch. There's more viewers on YouTube, etc. And I'm wondering like is that going to translate over to so that game sales are also going to skyrocket or are there going to be too many games 
and people well, are only going to pick We've already a seen that like Sony was struggling. I mean, they're doing fine-ish, but they were they were talking about that their sales were not what they were expecting because of how many consoles were sold because there's so many scalpers out there and they were all like all the con- mm-hmm. every console is bought up. But so many of them are just sitting doing nothing because people are trying to resell them that yeah. they're not selling as many games as they were hoping they would with all the consoles being bought. So it's already a, a problem we're seeing with that. But, I, you know, I think I, I agree as I think we're entering a really big age where a lot of games are going to be coming out in the next year or two. And uh, I think it's just it's going to be a lot to choose from. You're going to have to pick and choose. Um and with increased prices with gaming and stuff like that, that's happening uh, with certain games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to be very choosy about what you want. I think it's it's a winners so. and losers type thing mm-hmm. where, yeah. well, there's also a few other things where like, I think there's uh, one of the things that people tend to forget is that like, this is the most amount of gamers there's ever been. Yes, like from a raw true. numbers point of view, right? Like more people are playing games now than ever before ever. And so it's just going to be a winners and losers thing where there's going to be some people that are going to be able to, there's going to be some companies and some games that are just going to do well and they'll continue on those franchises. They'll do, do, do great. And some of those legacy ones will do fine too. And then there's other new stuff that's just going to, you know, poop the bed. And yeah, <laughs> that's, they're going to be their story, unfortunately. Right. Like that's just, that that's just how the market works. Yeah. All right, we got to wrap up. We actually, we had a whole thing about the extended showcase. Is there any game, we'll just say, is there any game you want to talk about specifically in the extended showcase? Sable's pretty. Sable's pretty. Sable, Sable, Sable uh, it reminded me of Journey. Yeah, but I I don't know what the game will be like. I just yeah. know that it looks like, my eyes are like, oh my God. You know, yeah, like I'm just like, oh, game. this shit's gorgeous. Um, the one that I wanted to talk about a little bit was actually the Anacrusis. Uh, they had, it was the very, oh, it was the <laughs> opening for the showcase. Um, it's another Left 4 Dead looking game. This one I'm much more dim- dismissive about. Uh, yes, I-, I was initially, but they have some really cool mechanics in it where the game actually evolves as you play it kind of thing. So like the way that they've changed difficulty isn't, oh, enemies are just harder to kill. Oh. It's one of those like less resources will now spawn. Or if you start out and you miss resources, they'll actually spawn more resources in front of you. Interesting. And, and so the game, and it also goes by like, as a lot of really cool systems where if you play with the same group of people, the game understands that that group of people playing together, how well they play together. Interesting. And so like if you switch out members of that, the game difficulty changes accordingly by like player skill and how much you well. So it, it kind of like fluctuates like you can do really, really well some days and then really poor because then the game became a lot harder and it like balances out. So they have like skill based matchmaking, but for campaign. It's interesting. Okay. I, 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 so I'm, I'm interested in how that game does. That's why I wanted to mention it. Is I think they have some really <laughs> cool game mechanics coming out for it. So, but then yeah, Nessa, anything you want to talk about? I mean, I, th- I think that uh, a lot of the stuff that I thought was cool in the extended showcase, I already brought up with the other yeah, games. Yeah, a lot um, of those were were showed at the extended, yeah. So. Yeah, because I mean, the interviews in the extended one were really cool. Like, I, I thought that was awesome. It was, I don't know, about five and a half hours long, and you got to see more gameplay, and you got to see extra interviews and discussion between the hosts. And and I thought that gave 
I really appreciate developer interviews. I think that uh, the public generally doesn't fully value what they go through, especially to prep for something like E3. If you go and read about cyberpunk dev experiences <laughs> or Anthem, there's this beautiful long article that took, I'm a fast reader and it, it took me over an hour to get through the whole article, but what happened with Anthem development Whoa. and like getting things ready for E3 and putting them together and then the crunch before launch. And so anytime there's a developer interview where they just get to sit there and talk about how excited they are about something they put in the game, that's life to me. Like that's what I love. And the extended showcase showed us a lot of that from a lot of different games. And I thought that was great. Yeah. I really liked that. No, I agree. Uh, there's a lot of fun interviews and, and again, it, it, you could just see a lot of, a lot of how passionate they are about the games they're working on. So I think one thing that we didn't talk about, which I thought was really cool, was it was nice to see Philly Spence. You know, he's, he comes out at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Phil he, Spencer. Yeah. He yeah. talked about, uh, I love the whole 20 years emphasis. There's a, I think that it's finally come around to the point where like Xbox is like a little bit of a legacy to, to, to kind of like, walk around with right yeah and it's kind of nice for them to celebrate that because mm-hmm. like it is it's hard for it's hard for companies to break into this market you've seen what's going on with amazon you've seen what's going on with google like it's, it's not an easy market to easy. get into yeah. yeah and for them to come in with the console and like to get to where they've gotten in those they years it's own, impressive like, 15 game studios now yeah and it's impressive. Pass and own bethesda oh yeah dude it's very very impressive so Alrighty. Uh, so what do you what do you guys what are you rating this uh, the E3 sh- showcase, Nessa? What's what's your rating for this event? Wait, hold on. I need to find the number. You gotta find the find number. It. I okay. I need to find it. No, I know that. I know one mm. number. I need to find the other number. All right. Um. So somewhere, somewhere, Joker put how many games were being shown. 30. So thirty games, twenty-seven coming. Technically game more. Cast. So, uh, so thirty, thirty games. I know there were more, but we'll say thirty games. That's about thirty children. Um, so <laughs> rate it uh, like eighty dogs. Fair enough. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. How about you, Dave? What's your rating? Uh, I give it uh, thirteen Philly Spences out of uh, five Xboxes. Out of five Xboxes. Ooh, that's a good ratio. Right <laughs> yeah, there. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah that's pretty good. I would give it just a two hundred and fourteen thousand flat. Yep. Yeah, one child. Mm-hmm. We're raising one child. Joker's raising one kid. Now his rating. That's how much I would spend on all the games that are have been announced. So there you go. That's that's a lot. I think game companies would be, be happy to yeah. hear that. Be the favorite for a lot of them. They but. thought raising a, a AAA game to seventy dollars was was wild, but but Joker out here, you know, pumping that up to a few they thousand. They work hard. Those game devs work hard. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. They do. If those bonuses went straight to the devs, that's what I'd use my million on from my hundred and one dollars. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, uh, Nessa, where, where can people find us? Uh, so if you want to check us out, social media, any of those wonderful things, Positively Reviewed Pod, P-O-S, Reviewed P-O-D. That is a Twitter and Instagram. You're also going to find us on Positively Reviewed Podcast on YouTube. You can catch the podcast recording live and unedited on Twitch on Joker's channel, twitch.tv slash pro ace joker and mine, twitch.tv slash Renessa on Tuesday 
afternoons, um, if you're in the US, later at night, if you're in Europe, and you're going to hear the podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. You're also going to hear it Podbean, Spotify, Apple, all of those places, wherever you are listening, comment, thumbs up, leave a little heart, give us a nice 13 Phil Spencer's out of five Xboxes rating <laughs> on it. You know, it really helps. We appreciate it. And uh, we didn't really talk about it before, but Dea here is actually going to be kind of our backup host. So you're going to see him more. One, he'll, mm-hmm. he'll definitely come back on as a guest if he's if he's willing uh, to come back on. But he, he'll definitely he'll probably be a backup that if if something happens that uh, me or Nessa aren't able to make the podcast, we will probably have Dea come on and fill that space for us. So, uh, Dea, where you know you mentioned your podcast that you do Ramblations, which is fantastic. Uh, but where, where can people find you and your podcast and everything you do? Where, just give, give us everything, and I will make sure to put like links of all of his stuff in the description of the episode as well. If you want to follow our social medias, you can find us on Instagram or Twitter um, at Ramblations R A M B L A T I O N S uh follow us on twitter for sure that's where you, you, mostly that's me posting but and if you want to like add us for something that's a great way to get a hold of us uh i don't really use my own social media so i don't like to promote them too much but yeah like you said i'll probably be around more and if you want to hear my sweet sultry voice now instead of later you can check out those episodes there's episode seven specifically is an interview with uh john or joker and but yeah that's those are the best places to find me for now sweet and that's it. Uh, we oh, we, we do have merchandise. We have merchandise. I'll put it, the link in the description again. <laughs> it's a uh, it's on my like streamelements.com merch.streamelements.com slash joker. If you go there, uh, we have positively reviewed merch that you can support the the channel. You can support directly in it. It's great, and you could just show it off to people, and it's it's really pretty, and I like it. So it is. It is very pretty. It's a very pretty logo. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, well, that is going to be it. Uh, definitely, we we had to shorten the episode. We had a lot more to talk about, so maybe maybe E three and just this kind of stuff is is a good thing that we'll 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 change the format. Maybe we'll have to do longer form stuff when we talk talk uh, news events. But we'll we'll have mm-hmm. to see. Well, yeah. we just have to. We maybe we do cut out the fact section next time. But I feel the facts are kind of we needed those. We need to find out about the facts are those so porn cool. VR companies that we're all very invested. I in. learned a few things, man, <laughs> and I work in the industry, so yeah, yeah. I, I didn't so. know about that stuff either. All right, but yeah, if you guys enjoyed, yeah, let us let us know what you guys thought. If you like Dea, which I know we know you did, we knew you found him beautiful and sexy. His voice, that too, and so. Uh, but yeah, let us know if if you guys like this having guest people on. Uh, if you like us talking about gaming stuff and. Uh, if you have any ideas of what we should talk about next, uh, yeah, you guys all have a good rest of your week, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>